the way people find out who we are, the way they decide on our value as a potential employee all happens online now. So it's very important that we pay attention to our personal branding that we do to make sure that our digital self is representing us in the best light forward so that we can get hired by the people that we want to be hired by. That's Shirley Phillips, a sweet tea sipping, sassy southerner with a passion for helping dynamic, driven, career-minded professionals write their own success stories. She's a coach, a corporate trainer, a motivational speaker, as well as the author of two award-winning books, When in Doubt, Delete It, and Get Noticed, Get Hired. You're listening to Dear Human Resources, and I'm your host, Marilyn Germain. We're going to discuss some ways to become irresistible in today's digital job marketplace. Welcome to the show, Shelley. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to a great conversation. So can you briefly explain what you mean by a digital job marketplace? Absolutely. You know, so much of the things that we do in life today are online and our career searches and even the way that people go to vet us to see if they're interested in hiring us all happen online now. So that's what I mean by a digital job marketplace, that the way people find out who we are, the way they decide on our value as a potential employee all happens online now. So it's very important that we pay attention to our personal branding that we do to make sure that our digital self is representing us in the best light forward so that we can get hired by the people that we want to be hired by. How can job candidates differentiate themselves from others? I mean, evidently, with the use of the internet, organizations can now appeal to a very large number of applicants. How can you differentiate yourself? Absolutely. I think it's all about building your personal career brand. And by that, I mean, it's your representation of your skills, your value, your experience, everything that you bring to the table in the workplace. I like to tell my clients and when I'm working with organizations and everything that no one's going to pay you what you're worth, only what they think you're worth. And the great thing about it is that you control what they think. And we do that by what we put out on our social media accounts, primarily LinkedIn. But it's important that your other accounts, like your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, are also a reflection of the values and the skills that you have so that no matter where somebody finds you, they're going to get a similar story about who you are, what matters to you, and what you care about. So... Evidently, I have a question about generations, right? Uh-huh. Do, you, do you think that millennials and Gen Z are at an advantage when it comes to the digital job marketplace since they were born with laptops and using the internet? I mean, I'm going to give that a 50-50. I think it's a yes and no. I think yes in the fact that they're very comfortable with creating their social profiles, that you know they're not afraid to create posts. They're not afraid to talk about what's going on. They're used to this sharing. They're comfortable with the technology and the, the use of the camera, the use of video, different things like that. 
But then I think they also struggle a little bit because there's so many preconceived notions about, especially the millennial generation and the Gen Z that's coming after them, what their work ethic is or that they overshare and they do too much. So they may have to overcome some preconceived notions that people have about their generation. But as far as being able to create those personal brands in a way that really makes them stand out, I think they're at an advantage in that regards. Can you give an example of a, the building of personal brand? What could you actually do? Yeah, I really hammer in on LinkedIn when I'm working with a lot of my candidates because that's the first place someone's going to go look for you if you are looking for a job. And so, you know, I think it's really important that you take advantage of all the places and all the things that are on LinkedIn that can help you stand out, starting with your pictures. You know, you have a banner image, you also have a profile shot, but now you can add video and you can also add images of work that you've done. You can share presentations, you can share video clips, and you can add those into your experience area. And you can even highlight some of those things. And a lot of people don't take advantage of that. So it's a great way for you to shine the light on what makes you stand out from somebody else and really highlight the skills that you want the employer to notice. The other thing that I think you need to do is really hit on the summary area inside LinkedIn, because not only does that give you a chance to shine um, a light on your experience and your skills and let you tell it in a way that it's important for you to tell it, but you can also also show a little bit of personality because that is the other thing is people connect with you on a human level. And so when you can share something, maybe you're passionate about the environment and you want to work for a company that's environmentally sound or an environmental steward, and you can add that into your summary and your profile, you're going to automatically stand out in an arena that's really crowded and people are trying to get their attention because you're going to have similar values and similar things that matter. I'd like to turn to HR professionals now. What do HR professionals or hiring managers, for that matter, look for in candidates today? You know, I think as someone who does hiring, you know, you'll get your resume and everything. And one thing I look online to see is what I'm seeing on the resume congruent with what they have on their social profiles. Like, are they telling me they're, you know, they're great at this or they have their skills? Maybe it's communications or something along that field. And then I look at their profiles and it's filled with misspellings or a lot of slang or, you know, it doesn't sound like we've put much thought or effort into how we're communicating with that. You know, that's kind of a red flag to me because if someone was very interested in that field, then their work outside of that field should reflect that as well. You also get a look at the character that the person has. So if you're posting a lot about all the parties you go to, the drugs you're doing or different things like that, or you're celebrating people that do bad things, you know, that may be a character flaw that I'm looking at and going, hmm, are they like this? Are they just celebrity crushing or whatever is happening? And so you really make the see, do I think they're going to be a value fit with the organization as well? And then one thing is I look at is how similar are their profiles? Are they one person on LinkedIn and they look like somebody else on a different profile? Not that all of our profiles have to be exactly the same, but they do need to kind of reflect each other. 
Also, I look at their experience to make sure that what they're saying that they've done online matches what they've said they've done on paper when they send me in their resume. And then I also look for references and endorsements to see what other people are saying about the skills and about their work quality that they've had or the interactions that they've had with other people to see if that matches what I'm seeing on the references that they've provided. How interesting. This really sort of an investigative work, right, that you do? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any advice for HR professionals who want their job postings to appeal to a large number of candidates? I mean, I know a lot of HR professional friends who are really having a hard time recruiting today. Yeah, you know, when I'm working with clients, especially those transitioning jobs and different things like that, you know, one of the biggest frustrations that they have is that there is not a mention of the salary range. So a lot of candidates will not even apply for the job if they're not even going to mention what that is because they don't know if this job is is a, a lateral move, is it something that's going to move me up, or is this job actually offering less than what I'm making now? So one of the things I would say, if you don't want somebody to mark it off completely to begin with, is consider adding a salary range to that. The other thing is include some of the values that matter to the organization. Let person be able to see the culture of that organization because in today's world, what we're seeing is that the culture of an organization is almost as important to the job seeker as the salary that they're being offered and the skill that they're going to be using on a day-to-day basis. They want to be someplace where they feel their work matters and they want to know that they're contributing to the overall greater good of the organization. So being able to include some of that value-based messaging inside those job posting is another great way to get it some broader exposure. So can you think of a someone that everybody might know who's doing a great job at being irresistible in today's digital job marketplace? Who does a great job? Can you give us some examples? One right off the top of my head is WD-40 Company. If you look at their career posting page and different things like that, they really highlight their emphasis on leadership development. They highlight the values that they have as an organization. And they have a very active management situation where they're trying to make sure that their values align with not only the corporate side of things, but also their employers. And, you know, they were able to manage the pandemic without any kind of major layoffs or shutdowns or anything like that. And so I think they're a probably good example of how if you want to attract the right people, I think they're an example of someone that's doing it right. Shelly, your new book is coming out this week and it's titled culture secrets. Tell me about it. Yes. So I'm excited about this. This will be my third book. And this one is all about building a people-centered workplace culture. And I think when we do that, it's something that can help both the business and employees thrive. And what I did was I spent some time interviewing a lot of companies to see what their culture is and on their path to create that culture. What were some of the roadblocks that you ran into, some of the speed bumps you had to get over, what worked, what didn't, And so I think it turned out to be a great real world case study of, you know, how do we build great cultures inside the workplace? And as I put it all together, what I realized was that they all had some very key similarities. And in my book, I call that building a value culture. And that's where culture is built around a vision, accountability, leadership, the uniqueness of the people, and the engagement that you create and grow because of this culture. And so I'm really excited about it. 
And I think there's some very practical steps that people can take that even if you're not a CEO, if you're any kind of leader, and I say leader, meaning you could be sitting in a cubicle in the workplace and still have impact because leadership is all about influence, that there's some very strategic things that you can do to make the workplace better, not only for you, but for your coworkers and then for the organization as a whole. Well, we wish you the best with your new book, Shelley. And thanks for your insights. It was really fun having you on the show. Thanks so much. I've enjoyed it. Support for this show comes from Western Carolina University, a campus of the University of North Carolina system, with the technical assistance of Kelly Minnis.